gonna lie, it's it's a little satisfying to watch Mike Tomlin on the first day of pads. It's also at least a little bit unsettling. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates that I hope you'll also check out. Yesterday was the first day in pads. Yesterday was the first day of backs on backers. Yesterday was the first day of seven shots right at the goal line with everyone booming against each other because they weren't about to throw passes after days of doing nothing but. And yesterday was the first day of 11-on-11 all over the field that involved contact, tackling to the ground. A real, not imagined pass rush. Real, not imagined contact between a cornerback and a wide receiver. And I got to tell you, the extent to which Mike Tomlin legitimately licks his lips over this stuff is wild. And it is also very much welcome at this stage of these Steelers progression heading into 2023. They have no choice but to be the most physical football team in every game that they play. Please don't take this as some sort of downer statement, but aside from T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, maybe someday George Pickens, this is not a roster that's overloaded with stardom. It might be. It might even be that in a couple of cases as soon as this fall, but it isn't now. And the approach has to be one of an AFC North team against a non-AFC North team or within the division, one that's going to scratch your eyeballs out while you just try to hit somebody. I've got to tell you, I saw quite a bit of this yesterday, and I saw it at virtually every position. Backs on backers, there's a couple of ways to... Study those, to evaluate those. Some of it is technique. Some of it is awareness. If you're taking the Najee Harris approach, for example, to protecting your quarterback, you're doing it almost entirely through technique. He's not going to just go bashing into somebody. It's not his thing. Whereas if you're Anthony McFarland, who's a really little dude, but is having a really big camp so far, you got no issue with it. He went right into people's bellies. Okay, this this dude was letting everybody know he is, which he is, by the way, RB3. He's not there to be a special teams guy, an extra weapon. He is a part of the offense, and he was not going to get through that drill without sending that statement to that smiling head coach. Darnell Washington turned out to be the one Tomlin was pressing his buttons a little bit. Pushing him, uh, urging him, even teasing him vocally at times. He was the one Tomlin told in front of the entire group to line up every time T.J. Watt lined up. And he did. They went at it twice. Darnell won twice. 
without really doing all that much, just kind of stood there. This is a really, really big dude, 6'7", 269. And he showed well, and he seemed to soak up that challenge. Man, I got to tell you, there's nothing that struck me more on the afternoon than the voraciousness of these inside linebackers. And I feel it's only fair to emphasize them above all others because I've been really tough on this positional room for months now. Even after adding Quan Alexander, I wasn't getting all geeked up about a room that's got Alexander, Cole Holcomb, and Landon Roberts as your central figures. But there was no one in this drill on either side from any position who came at it the way Roberts did. And Tomlin would acknowledge afterward that there's not anything about Roberts' appetite for physical contact that'll surprise him. He said that's not anything that's new to them from watching him in the NFL or going all the way back to his college time. They've loved that about him forever. Awesome. Wonderful. What a tremendous thing to add into your defense that's had precious little of that for far too long, meaning since the last time Vince Williams took a snap back there. Holcomb was right there in that category as well. So was Alexander, who finished with an amazing rush that I thought he was going to actually get to and destroy the poor decoy quarterback who's just some staffer dude holding a football who knows how to avoid these things. I have said this before, but I'm going to reiterate it with gusto today. If you can find a way to utilize these inside linebackers for what they are, as opposed to what you hope that they'd be, they can be of help. If you want to fantasize that they're Ryan Shazier and can fall into coverage and do magic and go sideline to sideline, I don't know that all three of them can. I think Alexander can, but I don't think all three can. But if you utilize them in more obvious run situations, if you utilize them correctly via down and distance... You're going to get something out of them that you weren't getting before. And that really ought to be the number one takeaway from this day. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Joe, who asks, DK, can you even have a great defense without a great defensive coordinator? Can Terrell Austin be the difference in a game, he never, ever gets mentioned in any top DC list. Hell, he never gets mentioned anywhere in any capacity. He gets a total pass around here just because of all the attention on TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Mike Tomlin, and, of course, his offensive coordinator counterpart. Yet, yeah, Joe, it's funny. 
between Austin having been here for a year with Brian Flores, who you didn't even mention, who was the biggest distraction of all in this capacity in 2022 with a lot of people wondering, presuming that Flores was the main guy, the brain. He actually wasn't. It was Austin's defense. But it's Austin's defense with really it being Tomlin's defense. And Tomlin, and I kind of give him credit for this, doesn't lie about that. He doesn't say that he's you know usurping Austin's authority or whatever. He says it's something that we all work on. And, of course, he spends more time on the defense than he does on any other facet. That's always been true. That included when Dick LeBeau was there. He was just that involved with LeBeau as he was with Keith Butler after that and now with Austin. I have a feeling, though, that you could see this pendulum swing before long for a couple of reasons. One, the offense, look, it can't, can't be what it was the first half of 2022. It just can't. And it can't be, furthermore, what it was in 2021 with the last year of Ben Roethlisberger and everything else that went into that, the offensive line being a catastrophe and so forth. So you're maybe going to see less heat applied to Canada, whereas on the other side of the ball, there are so many uncertainties, moving parts, unsettled starting positions then even if you like what's over there, what the possibilities are, no one sat down in a chair yet, or very, very few guys have sat down in a chair yet, and the rest of them are still walking around the chairs. If things don't go well defensively, chances are really good. It'll have to do with schematics. It'll have to do with communication, and then Probably third on the list would be execution because, again, there is talent over there. So I could see Austin getting some additional heat. Now, can he win you a game? Oh, man. Has he been asked to win you a game? I mean, there have been certain situations last year where the Steelers really needed to have a hold'em kind of drive after Kenny would put something together and they did it. But there haven't been a slew of triumphs in that regard or anything like that. You're going to see as this team becomes more competitive, and I'm confident that it will be more competitive. That's not exactly going out on a limb this fall, that there's going to be more pressure on everybody. And that's going to include Austin, especially though, especially now that Flores is gone and there's an, there's just going to be more eyeballs on him. I appreciate the question. It's a really good one, and it's one worth filing away for further into the season. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. 